face. Also, you guys a grown happy. man, please do not wear gloves. <laughs> oh my god! Wide receiver gloves to the stadium. <laughs> you can't do please. that. And that guy gave the double birds <laughs> in his gloves. <laughs> gloves. I, for some oh, reason, god, I saw him like clapping with his gloves on, <laughs> and I instantly pointed out and started laughing and looked at Alex and Alex was Maybe already laughing. Maybe two at minutes. That. Cheers to episode 96. Cheers. Cheers. Dylan's participating for once. Iced tea. Yep. Dosaki. Water. Wow. The rare Alex is the only one drinking. You guys are in for a treat tonight, it sounds like. I mean, Michigan one beer. Michigan State wins, goes to Ford Field, sees a win. The kid is an alcoholic now. <laughs> Can't be stopped. Ultimate high. I have much higher highs. I'd hope. Have you? From the Lions winning (laughs) two games in a season and Michigan State winning four? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Speaking of winning, tonight is Tuesday, November 8th, 7.38 p.m. It's a cold and rainy night. In Minnesota, I don't know how it is in Michigan oh, right now. It's fifteen. It's chilly. Winter tomorrow. Winter is coming. At least here, we have no more warm days in the foreseeable future. It's like thirty-eight in the morning and like sixty-five when I leave work. So it's not really that cold. Yeah. So Saturday game on Saturday like, though, bundle up. Yeah, it's gonna be freezing. That's are we at- having? <laughs> yes. Yes. Assuming no one blacks out at the tailgate. Four hours to black out. That'd be impressive. Well, I basically did it last night. Oh, time. yeah. I think you could do it. Uh, that was like five hours. I got to like a 12. I got to noon at least. Yeah. I think. Hey, most games kick off then, so. Um, what game were we watching? We're watching the Michigan State, Michigan Penn State game, right? Didn't oh, die. That feels I right. I think I saw the beginning of that game. Um, all right. So, you're listening to the number one sports podcast in Michigan, and like we said with Alex, we, the three of us, and if you're a Michigan, State of Michigan fan, we're all winners. We're winners this week. We cannot lose. Pistons we wake yesterday up and the Red Wings won too. Um, let me check the stat from at clap underscore Dre on Twitter. A Michigan, him. a Michigan-based sports team has not lost in three whole days. It's a miracle. <laughs> and really, it feels like a miracle. We just cannot lose, guys. Oh, Red Wings tied it up. Title they Town. You. Title Town. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of winning good vibes on this show to talk about. We have our weekly check-ins for the three of us. And then we have a variety of football games to get into and a little college basketball. So we'll have the Lions recap of the Packers game, preview of the Bears. We have Michigan State recap of Illinois, preview of Rutgers. We have Michigan recap of Rutgers, preview of Nebraska. Then we have Michigan Michigan State college hoops, early season hot takes, preview, big picture stuff as the season is tipped off. It's John Rothstein's favorite time of the year. Um, he's just in his bag. So we, we weren't going to go that full deep, but we'll do a little bit. So you guys, outside looking in, have had 
phenomenal weeks that I'm excited to hear about. Evan, would you like to start us? You are muted right now. Oh, yeah, he's, he's dialed it. He's dialed it. Um, let's see. Last time we talked was last Tuesday. Why does week. it look like Alex just sniffed a fart? <laughs> You're like fantastic weeks. I don't know. An uh, okay week. Just feels like you're overhyping it. Wednesday, Thursday didn't do much, I don't think. Oh, got a dog. Yeah, I was gonna say. Here we go. Got a dog Thursday <laughs> night. Yep. Life changing week. Yep. Got a brand new puppy. Um it's currently on nine weeks old. It's a girl golden retriever Beautiful. named Ruby. Um so that's fun and exciting so far. Um, Friday, witnessed high school playoffs. Didn't go as well as mm, the previous weeks. Um, all in all, good season. And then Saturday, went up to the berm. With, uh, We're still calling the berm. It's the berm. Um, friend of the podcast, Ben, um, had a great time. Saturday was great. Just kind of just watching college football, football buffet just in your face um saturday night went out got super weird it got strange <laughs> a in a good night. way very good way um sunday morning had a great breakfast at a diner that alex hadn't had yet which is great you sad. never had either what's it called it's sad nick d's is this a d's nuts joke mm-hmm. No, Nikki <laughs> okay. D's. I think it was called Nikki D's. All right, it's fantastic. Not McDonald's. <laughs> um, and then what, Grant? You hinted at, yeah. We uh, thanks to you, thanks to Larry. Um, tickets to the Lions game. Watch the Lions beat the Packers live, yeah. fifty yard line. Um, all in all, good weekend. Alex was there for most of it, so I was there for all of it. Um. You were not with me on Friday night. Except Friday. Can you elaborate as much on as Saturday you can night. on Saturday night without, like, the I best you can I without... wanted Alex to join in the conversation because okay. he partaked a little bit more than I did. Okay. He was a... Take it easy. Getting, he was leading saying, no, the charge. We all had a fair weird. share, but you, I was just closer to the stage, so yes, I was grabbing... You were instigating it to multiple people. Grabbing what? That's, we went to. I don't even question, know what bar we went to. Alex. We so were at Fifth Avenue. Nice um, bar. Very nice bar. Cover bar. Nice bar. No cover to get in until you wanted to go upstairs. So they changed how that is. That's how free to get in. Smart business move. Ten to go up. Of course, we went up. Oh, that's not that bad. Ten dollar investment turned out to be a decent investment. Very good investment. <laughs> Value. Because some some guy there. Um, don't know who didn't see him anonymous we'll call him. just an anonymous guy any guesses so never yeah, saw whoever him, had their know. private party behind the dj booth the stage where the dj is you know in dominican right. sue no we don't know who the, it is it's anonymous because like, i don't know i have no antonio idea. brown no we're talking general just a generic just a just a normal guy that makes that like 400 grand a year Not nothing, special, nothing special about a dude up there wow um, so the stage, he had a that's bunch nice. of people that's up there. That's how much money he had. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, so it was packed. It was okay. We we're, we're, you know, having a decent time. And then all of a sudden there's just like 
uh, a line of bouncers and waitresses just walking with cases of Bud Light. Your favorite, Grant. Oh, I love that. Um, bottled Bud Light, like mm. twenty cases. Mm. Twenty cases of bottled in on of, a dolly. Like twelve yes. packs or twenty four packs. This doesn't uh, matter. That level. can't confirm. It was a ton of beers. One hundred forty beers. Not even <laughs> half of them were gone. Okay. Um, and I'm thinking, oh wow, the people on the stage—they're about to have a great time, free booze, and then bottles of champagne are getting popped. So there's a bunch of bottles of champagne keep coming up. You're like, what's going on? Then platters of shots are coming, like endless platters of shots, and then all of a sudden, so we're sitting right by the stage. Yeah, they just start handing them out to everybody. So I'm just reaching my hand up. Beers first, and I just. They hand me a beer. I hand it to someone. They hand me another one. And we just, to the what? point where everybody in our group is holding four <laughs> beers. <laughs> We're just like, all right, I guess we have to drink these now. Justin was awesome. Justin would have like five in his hand. And then he would just like reach back, not even looking. Just put his and hand back just and they would just instantly give him one, hand. another one. At one point, he had five beers just in each one of his fingers, just holding on to him in what? one hand. And he had two in the other. That's we had just like, we had like 25 beers in our group. I had three um, beers already in my hand, and Alex is just handing me beers. Like, you have to take these. And I was like... I was like, I have too many now. Now I, I need no to get room. rid of these beers. So now I'm chugging the beers so I can have more. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I got to get as much free beer as I can. Didn't know. Then that's when the shots came. And then they oh, just started God. handing the platters out. So I'm sticking my hand up there and just going like five fingers, grabbing five at a time and just passing them around to everybody. Not even just my friends. I just hand them to anybody who wanted one. So then, oh my God. we're ripping shots. We're drinking and free beer. These shots were bottom straight shelf vodka. They were bottom horrendous. shelf bad. But we're like, it's free. I have to keep doing nothing mixed couple. in, just straight, just straight, straight. Mm-hmm. bug spray like. It was tough to get down. Were, yeah. were you guys so close to the situation that you think fifty percent of the people on the upstairs floor thought you guys? bought some of these and like since you were like you guys look sweet handing them out like yeah here you go everybody yeah here you go i you know i think dawn on that but if we all would have maybe just, yeah like, probably didn't look like that. and just start passing them out they'd be like he's got your rule yeah <laughs> you know maybe should have got more Let's, involved so yeah involved. just bottomless beer bottomless shots um oh. from for the last like hour and a half jeez of the night and all the beer was on the stage. Like, you could have probably just gone up and grabbed them. But the shot trays of, like, the waitresses would be, like, they'd bring, like, four or five sh- trays out of, like, it's like it had to be, like, 20, 25 four, on each one. Yeah. Five minutes go by, another four or five trays. Five minutes go by, another. It more people come out with more stuff. It never ended. It just felt like I had to drink the entire time. Wow. Um. So that was. And, like, if we, we kept on going, it would have been miserable. We were heading down a bad path. And somebody not going to name names, somebody on this podcast Me. kept on turning and just grabbing them. I was like, with a free, I, I got to take I just couldn't I turn him down. I just couldn't turn him down. Oh, and then God, I did something, a bad friend move. Oh, So I grabbed two. Uh, I offered one Evan, no chance he was doing it. I did take two others after that, though. Oh, wow, that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, so I'm offering them around. Everyone's like, no, I can't do another one. I'm like, guys, we have to. They're free. This is probably like the fourth one that I thought. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I hand it to Drew and he's like, yeah, I can, I can do one. I mean, he, he pushed back, but I was like, Drew, you got to do this. It's free. I pulled an all time scummy move. Mm-hmm. So we, we took the shot. He swallowed his, I didn't. 
spit mine back in the cup and then didn't take it. And he just looks at me like, what's wrong with you? Oh, he saw you do it. (laughs) Yeah, he saw me do it because I just I don't think I could do another one. I mean, this is like terrible, terrible vodka. I was like, I can't do another one. But I grabbed him. So then I tried. Wasn't going to happen. Spit it back in the cup. Drew takes another shot he didn't need. It was rough. Yeah, it's but tough. awesome because all all this free booze. Any um, interesting results from a, this type of night? Like anything post this was like, we can trace it back to getting a bunch of free booze. That's why we made these decisions. No, I didn't do anything crazy. Justin did break onto the stage somehow. We don't know how. <laughs> I mean, and the security the next... in fifth. Was it always like that? Yeah, they're crazy. They're security guards were like flashing lights in people's eyes like getting people to move out of the way if you got like if you were in trouble or you got messed up everyone like a bouncer was throwing you across the room (laughs) and just bullying you out of this place it was insane yeah they were they were aggressive probably because of all the the free stuff at the front they seemed a little more on edge than than normal those we didn't do anything crazy surprisingly those bouncers felt like Ann Arbor cops when the Michigan Michigan State night game got announced like oh boy we better strap in for a night when all this booze gets gets by yeah except they didn't that's wild um, uh, so yeah it was pretty cool before Sunday Alex you had memorable Friday night I would oh, say um, <laughs> hey <laughs> uh, not true um, yes, I true. went out to definitely true dinner <laughs> with Drew's parents and Drew. Um, who came to see the berm. Uh, we went to Griffin Claw, very nice brewing company establishment. Then we went to a bar downtown Birmingham called Dick O'Dowse. Mm. Come again? An Irish bar called oh. Dick O'Dowse. Got it. Um, classy establishment. Had a beer there. And then uh, went out to the bars in Royal Oak after that. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Had a good time. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Evan and friends came over Saturday. And Sunday, we'll get into Sunday, we saw your girlfriend. Marissa, yeah. I actually texted her. I said, is there anything you'd like to provide for the recap that I can pass along mm-hmm. on behalf of you? as a lone Packers fan who went to a Lions-Packers game. Her only takeaways were one. Be aware of the jalapenos at Ford Field if you choose to get Hot. them. Um, they can wreck you up. Uh, spicy little things they burn on both ends is, is oh. kind of what, did you think she wanted you to say that um she just said they oh, will ru- she just said I they have will- actually something that needs to be brought up on this podcast they will ruin you after no i have something important before i forget okay uh just so that people are aware grant entirely lied a couple of weeks ago about what about him and Mercy's plans um, oh the pumpkin, hot, uh, the, take. hot the, seat Hot seat yeah. grass. God, what is it called? Corn Pumpkin maze. The, yeah. All the falls, falls, girly stuff that we were yeah. like, oh, Grant, she made you do that, blah, blah, blah. Turns out, Grant just let that slide. Grant planned the whole thing. <laughs> Everybody needs to know that. It was Grant's idea. I, I even felt bad when Marissa was telling me. I was like, wow, Grant, you're a real <laughs> asshole for letting that slide. No, so, yeah. that was all Grant's idea. Grant is pumpkin guy, corn maze guy. Give him the donuts, give him the cider. <laughs> that is a Grant thing, not a Marissa thing. And I'm here to defend Marissa. <laughs> to defend myself, one, I that's true, I did plan it. Two, she texted me 
this these similar sentiments like the day after the show dropped and I, I went back and listened i was like did i did it come off that way we never it never got into the weeds of who planned what you guys were just ribbing me and i played along like yeah and the packers were on the big tv like i just hammed it up i didn't think you guys needed to know that i planned it i think that probably well, everyone knows now considering you lied, i try to make marissa look like the I planner never lied. And it was you. i, I it never was you. lied you could check the tape i never lied i just hammed it up like yeah i was, didn't want to watch football whatever gets you through it man <laughs> i appreciate that That's funny she she deserved to be defended <laughs> and the second thing she said of her experience at Ford field first time ever going to Ford field for a football game um i'll just read it for quote because it's a little mean 30 year old lions fans not wearing lions i gear knew she'd talk about this and dude. talking smack stink all caps he had a pavel datsu jersey on. we had a dude that was over the limits and thought he knew football but didn't know football. Um, the and, worst. Sorry, you can keep going. And he just was just talking crap to like the one Packers fan that's kind of near us, not named Marissa. Um, but this Packer fan was just like a, in a group of a bunch of like Lions friends. Mm. And like he wasn't instigating anything. He never said a word, honestly. No. Just, and as a Lions fan, we talked him. about this on the walk back to the car. We have no crap to talk to any fan base besides the Houston Texans. Hmm. So we it was Kyle of the pit. He was saying, like, tournament. imagine being a Packers fan. Like, um, uh, wake up, buddy. Imagine being a Lions fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dark down here. I told Marissa right when. So a group of kids, kids, I'd say they were like, I don't know, 14 to 18 somewhere in that range. Mm. They went to the wrong seats in front of us, but they had to pass Pavel Datsuk. And Pavel Datsuk just looks at me he's like, here we go, boys. Here we go. Got to do this thing. Got to get loud. And I'm just like, this grown man talking to high schoolers, telling them to like what to do at a football <laughs> game. I was like, you got to be kidding me. This guy is way out of bounds. So I knew it was going to be a bad sign from the start. And, and then those kids had to move because they were in the wrong seats. <laughs> So just not a great representation of IQ of the Lions fans you guys sat around. Also, Well, the last Lions-Packers game, not the last one, but the one we went to on Sunday night, Grant, the for the division game. Oh. Remember, I got into it with a Lions fan yelling at Matthew Stafford at the oh, end of yeah. the game. So a there's little, just... A little Tico Texas action, basically. There's where she always was just Lions at fans Stafford. that don't represent themselves very well. Bad apples in every fan base. Also, you guys a grown man. Please do not wear gloves. Oh my god! <laughs> Wide receiver gloves to the stadium. You can't do Please. that. And that guy gave the double birds in his gloves. <laughs> gloves. I, for some oh reason, god, I saw him like clapping with his gloves on, and I instantly pointed out and started laughing and looked at Alex. And Alex was maybe already laughing two at minutes. That. Before Evan said that, I looked at Marissa. I was like, look at the dude in the gloves. Grown man wearing gloves. And then Evan just notices it on his own and starts dying laughing. <laughs> Evan had one disrespectful uh, moment as well. Th Evan. That player deserved it. Evan <laughs> belittled their, uh, Taylor Decker on like the oh. third play of the game. No. And it was no, very... it was the second quarter. It was the second quarter. It was early. And Second it was quarter. like dead silent, and Evan is just booing and yelling, telling him it was a waste of money, and like everyone around is just like looking at us, laughing. I'm like, oh man! And then Evan looks at me like five minutes later, he's like, 
Was that a little harsh for Taylor Decker? Because <laughs> it was zero zero at that point, and he he false started, and that was it. And Evan just lost his mind. Um, tough look. God, it just reminded me of an all time Lance chirp at the game of a Lions player, and I just can't think of the defensive back's name. It was a tough name. It was like a not. God, I'm thinking of a warrior. I know it's not that, but it was like along those lines, like in five years ago and he picked off a pass in the end zone instead of taking a knee brought it out of the end zone fumbled gave the ball back to the team first and down the red zone and he just lands just stands up from those seats and go that's a jv play like player's last name and the guy like saw him and just was like like heard lance and was like it's a great interaction don't be careful in those seats though with like that close like that guy's gonna hear you they can hear everything yeah. It was loud in there, though. You would have thought this was for the division. It was wow. packed. It was sold out. Sold wow. out game. Unbelievable. Took 30 minutes to, the to walk out of the tunnel. The upper deck was sold out to the rafters. Who's ever doing ticket sales to the Lions deserves a raise because the fact that they're selling that place out. Um, Any other memorable things from your guys' trip? It's crazy how passionate the fans of Detroit are. Feel Some better? Idiot. Some idiot. Not going to name names in our group. Oh no! Um, Somebody on this podcast was boycotting the lines and said, "I'm not going to give any sense to their franchise until like they start winning, be above Tough. 500." Tough I'm guy. so good at it, or this person's so good at it <laughs> that they don't even bring their wallet to the arena. Don't even bring it. Just didn't even have to bring it because how much money they're going to spend. Yeah, smart guy. Genius yep. move. If it was on purpose, it'd be a great <laughs> it was on idea. On purpose. Yep. Didn't realize until we were halfway down the interstate. And I was like, well, too late now. <laughs> All part of the plan, baby. Yep. Um, The only things from mine, I didn't do a ton. I made the great chicken wings again that I ate all on Saturday. So okay, Grant. We need to get you to start branching out. <laughs> I mean, you raising canes, chicken wings, and fettuccine alfredo. I, made, I mastered pork chops in the air fryer this weekend. Or yesterday, two days ago. I just feel like Master you topic in the group are a Mastered bit repetitive it. on sweet, your sweet eating potatoes. cycle. Sweet potatoes, too. Oof. Just feels I'm like not, you, I'm could, not hard you to could start out. trying to eat some new things. <laughs> well, it's tough because I really only have to prep oh, for... In Minnesota, they only sell chicken and pork chops. No, I only have to like prep for dinner. And then like weekends, so I can kind of just run back the basics. I don't get sick of it because there's a lot of variety in the week. Whereas if I was having to do everything like back to Birmingham, pork chop, sweet potato. <laughs> I'm I'm I made three pounds of pork chop. I eat it throughout the week, hmm? and like five sweet potatoes. You made three pounds of pork chops. You you come on here and act like meal prepping is a foreign idea. No <laughs> like, one meal preps pork chops. <laughs> No one just makes a bunch <laughs> of pork the bell, chops. The bell point. Meal prepping okay. is common. Meal yes, prepping pork, pork chops, chops not common. Fine. But if it was like if it was like chicken breast or ground beef, you'd be like, yeah, fine. Right, but it wasn't. But <laughs> pork chops. Pork shoulder <laughs> steak. Pork chops. Oh, this tweet's pork, gonna be so fire. Pork shoulder steak. Pork shoulder is steaks. Normal to meal are gas. Pork chops. They were a value buy from High V. Like three pounds for twenty dollars total, which is I don't know if you guys listen. I'm inflation. cool with the pork <laughs> chops. It's just it's a, yeah, not get a out normal thing. By the time you listen to this, it's too late. 
I mean, Grand I don't regret vote. it. It was delicious. I did not vote. No politics on the show. I didn't Sorry. Vote I didn't go <laughs> home to vote. I haven't lived in Michigan, and I, I can't vote here. I, I know more about Minnesota's candidates because of YouTube ads than I do Michigan's. Um, well, I haven't wrote. said this week. <laughs> you were doing that. You were leading that charge. You were leading that charge. Uh, well, we all no. That's staying in. I'm just gonna put a hard bleep over that. So <laughs> that has to stay then too. Bleep. <laughs> um, bonk. What's a um, picture of a pork chop? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, not to get too sad from this goofy mood, guys, is. Did you ever just feel this weekend that time is moving pretty fast through football season? Oh my season? god, I'm gonna end. It's moving too fast. <laughs> I need yeah. it to be over. I'm ready for moving. basketball. Oh, Alex, you're the worst. Oh, Grant, my team stank. <laughs> <laughs> but you can still enjoy. I mean, think about how desperate we are in the summer when we're just scraping together shows of like, oh, what's what snake draft are we doing this week? <laughs> and then we're like, we need football so bad. And we get it. And I, I will. I was like, there is only two more games until Ohio State, which is the whole season. Like college football season is almost it's like done. It's essentially done. Not to get too doomsday. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. The NFL is kind of a bleh year because the quarterback plays down everywhere. Just kind of it's kind of disappointing. It made me sad for a little bit. And I bounced back. Okay. I'm glad Evan feels the same way. I'm ready for college basketball. I love college basketball. I do love college basketball, but I'm actually enjoying the college football season because I don't think it's entirely dominated by two teams. Thank um, you for it's that, the Georgia Invitational, and everybody knows it. Yes, Georgia is the best team, but I think there is a handful of teams that can make their argument for two through seven. Yeah. And we'll get a little more college football talk later, but Georgia... I don't think this Georgia, team's, this Georgia team is as good as the last year's Georgia team. Whatever you need to say, Grant, so you think that Michigan-Georgia is closer this year. You, what do you I think? Say, I get it. Do you think this year's Georgia team is better than last year's team? I think they easily can be. I think okay. their offense might be better. I think their defense is still very good. I'm oh yeah 100%. I'm slowly just, just going not off the, generational, I guess. The I'm just going off the Missouri outcome. Like the, last year's Georgia team oh, didn't everybody have any has not sleepwalking la- football games. Not last year's Georgia team. They just ran they sleptwalked the SEC championship game. They didn't sleptwalk. They ran to a desperate do or die Alabama team, which is a different beast. Well, now they'll run into a LSU two loss team. How exciting! Good night, LSU. Um. All right, let's get into the actual game of Lions-Packers that will kick off our show because that was was a massive win whenever you beat the Packers. And you know what was great, guys? Two games out of the wild card. Facts. Uh, Two games out of the wild card. When you say it like that, it's like, well, we're not going to make it. With the Bears upcoming. But, well, yeah, we'll get to – oh, my God. I'm nervous. Put Justin Fields. Um, Why, guys? We have the best defense in the NFL now. Debatably. We're no, we're twenty seventh in like advanced stats and defense. Um, it was a huge win in the sense that we usually beat the Packers as of late. Um, in end of season scenarios when Jordan Love plays, thinking back to last year, it felt good to play spoiler and murder their season. 
Dan Campbell has a winning record against the Green Bay Packers. Is that real? That is real. Yeah. He's two and one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wait. What? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Dan yeah. Campbell's yeah. only in year two. Split last two year. Two of his five wins are against the Green Bay Packers. And it was a huge step. That's really nice when you say it like that. And another step only needs to win two to three more games to get off my hot seat. So it was a big step to getting to year three overall. And when they needed it, they got it and they played spoiler and Packers fans are in shambles. It's it's funny. Um, just go to their final score on their Instagram page and look at all the comments and be like, wow, yeah, we just broke this fan base. This fan base is absolutely broken. And it was nice to see you guys saw it in person, just complaining, um, a lot of emotions from Aaron Rodgers, still doubling down on talk shows this week saying we can't lose to that team. They didn't play that good a defense, which to be honest, they did move the ball really easily against the Lions on a few drives and he made the mistakes. So I get that point, but just didn't be like, you know what? We lost. Hand up. Have to be better. It was still being like, we lost to that team. We moved the ball well. They weren't that well, good he's a defense. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> um, my question for you guys, not to get too off the rails here, but uh, if you could take one player off any NFL team that's not a quarterback and add it to the Lions, who would it be and why would you do it? <clears throat> processing Aaron Donald Aaron Donald can't go wrong with that really I'll take um healthy TJ Watt I landed on Michael Parsons when I thought about this question oh love Michael Parsons (laughs) which I'm surprised you didn't ask because that was your draft muse you liked him yeah I'd like all three can we have all three I don't salary cap. Not sure how it works, but I was just They'll thinking take a what, discount to play for Dan. What this team is still missing. And I think that our answers to that kind of give, like we still really need, despite the good defense at the four ones, we really still um, need edge pressure, which hopefully we'll address in the upcoming draft uh, for the game itself. Hutchinson. Nice to see him make a heads up play. He was kind of in no man's land on the play and Aaron Rodgers did underthrow it a little bit, but at least he wasn't, didn't bite fully and, and made the catch. A lot of defensive ends could drop that ball. And then obviously this, the other star star of the game is Kirby Joseph breakout game had kind of been building. We had mentioned his name. We like him making plays. Um, what was your guys takeaways from Kirby Joseph seeing him alive? Dog. Two, inter- two interceptions. <clears throat> Dog. Dog. Almost had three. Amazing Dog. play on that pass yeah. defense. Started you know, the line of the scrimmage. First one, lucky, I think. Okay, fair. He was in the right place at the right time. Somebody else was Dog. in the right place at the right time. Um, if Kirby didn't be, wasn't able to catch it. Um, but somebody you can now trust and rely on over the middle of the field, and he's kind of reliable in that coverage versus the tight ends. Um, in some situations, I think, down the field, you haven't really seen him too much at the line of scrimmage. I don't think that's what he's used for. It's more... Pass coverage. He's not a run stuffer. No, but I don't think he's we need a, him. He's in this a defense. he's a pass guy, coverage guy. You no, know, I don't think we need him. You have Tracy Walker to blow up people whenever he comes back uh, next year. Yeah, I know. 
Um, yeah, I think what I like about him so much, if you're a longtime listener, you know my one of my big pet peeves is not understanding how defensive players can't catch footballs. Uh, he used to play wide receiver at one point in his career. He was going to be a wide out, and he got converted to defensive back, and I think you see that. Like, yes, to Evan's point, that first pick was a gift, but that was a – I mean, there's a lot of defensive backs that drop that because you're getting hit by Okuda, Okuda who hit multiple Kuda. teammates – Friendly fired multiple teammates in this game. Not um, a great day for Jeffrey. No. Um, to address that quickly, I think we found his kryptonite. It's big-bodied receivers, and Alan Lazard is not DK Metcalf, but he's a big boy. So I think that just gives Jeff some Bad fits. day for Jeff. Right after I sing his praises, he has a but, bad game. But, Alex, we are an inch away from changing our tune where he almost ended the game with a strip and recovery all on his own. So That wasn't reviewed. That wasn't reviewed magically. But to the Kirby Joseph, it's huge to see a guy on defense basically be like a wide receiver playing back there. Um, And the more he learns the defense, the more his instincts put him in a good spot. You like having guys that are going to catch the ball more than 50% of the time because a lot of defensive backs just cannot do that in football. And it's just they're kryptonite, but he's able to do it. So that's huge. Um, Offensively, was pretty gross. I mean, we can't sugarcoat it, right? Yeah, we ran the ball okay, just didn't, nothing, no big plays, didn't pass the ball that well. So one, I think I would call Underwhelming. Like one long play action one to a Monra maybe over the middle. Um, that was early. Was it early? There's a big long play to Swift early. There was definitely a big long play to Monra early in the game. And then it felt like he, he didn't have a good game. And nine targets. Nine targets aren't catches. I, mean, I think Goff, 55 yards. Goff had less than 150 yards passing, so there wasn't much to go around. Two uh, touchdowns, though, to some tight ends. Yeah, no-name tight end. Not, I shouldn't say no-name, that's mean. But lesser-known tight ends stepped up in a big way in the wake of the Hawkinson trade. And now they didn't do anything amazing on the, the one to Zilstra. He was just, that was a beautiful scheme by Ben Johnson. He's wide open. And another one, James Mitchell, he was pretty open and a good ball by Goff to not overthink it. But I guess it was good to see, like what every Lions fan is telling themselves, it was great to see the defense really clamp down. Um, and both teams, I know I've seen Packers fans being like, we just got absolutely banged up in the game injuries-wise. So did the Lions, not maybe to the extent as the Packers did, but the Lions, like at one point, Okuda left, Kirby Joseph left. Um, they, Twice. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez left at one point with his elbow, who looked like he got blown into shreds, but he came back because he's a dog. Um, yeah, there was injuries all around, and Swift is like, did Sw- to you guys in person, did Swift look like he was at like what seventy percent health? Like, what does he look like? He looks there? pretty slow. I also thought he got concussed in the middle of the game, but he didn't even go to the tent. Hmm. Doctor Alex, don't tattle. Well, I haven't on saw him. it too. Don't tattle on us. Yeah, there's on the replay of him up on the. Big screen. It looked like one of the teammates was holding him up, and then he like came out, and I don't even know. I don't even recall if he ever went back in after that. Hmm. But he did not get examined on the sideline at all. Hmm. Any other major takeaways from this one? Uh, Dan sucked. Campbell almost had a repeat of the Vikings. Exact situation. Hmm. Exact situation. Um, you have the lead. Do you go for it? Do you not? Do you punt? And based off the Vikings, you would 
hoped that you would just punt, but we went for it and gave the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. Well, Evan, we attempted a field goal against the Vikings. Didn't we? Yes. yes. I understand that. Evan's a punt so guy, though. We said, we said go for it is fine. We could rather lose like that. Go for it the first time in the Vikings. And then when you have that same exact situation and you go saw for it again against the Vikings, you do the smartest option. You're right. Go for it because your defense has been clamps all day. I think that was a good decision by Dan, even though we didn't get it. I didn't like speaking they of had aggressiveness. Four shots inside the 20 at the end of the game. We won. Yeah. It worked. Stunning as Lions fans. So I was behind, like TV's way behind live. So I was like refreshing the stats. And I just kept expecting refreshing to like one of those pass plays to be a touchdown. Because as Lions fans, we are so used to just blowing that end of game scenario. I couldn't believe when I refreshed on the fourth down and said incomplete with no flags. I was like, wow. They actually just got off the field with four incomplete passes and won this football game. So I don't know if that means we're turning any sort of corner where we don't just dread those situations. Jerry Jacobs is back. That's what happened. He's the key, the catalyst. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Good corner. Better than Akuda. Alex, why do we have to get on a good roll and then we just say crazy things for clicks? It's not crazy. Yeah, it is. Cover corner. Jerry Jacobs, number one in Detroit. No, Evan solidified Okuda as the number one cornerback on our team. Number one tackling corner on Detroit. Corner, number one cover corner, corner, corner. Jerry Jacobs. Combine their skills, Jalen Ramsey. What's our PFF grade, Alex? Evan, I can't tell if you love PFF. PFF. I don't know if PFF. Give me all the stats. I don't care. All right, Evan's all in on PFF. (laughs) Blake Corum is higher rated on PFF than (laughs) Kenneth Walker ever was, Evan. You still like PFF? Is that true? Cancel PFF. PFF. That's not true. That's not a true statement. I don't know that. I'm just okay. seeing if I could get Evan to switch. <laughs> I was going to say, you've really done some homework if you're pulling out that. <laughs> um, yeah. To the aggressive point, I would say, I know I gave that speech about wanting Dan to go down in flames. I don't know if I need him to do it on the first drive of the game when we could just kick the field goal for three points. That like, was do, a little early to do that. I don't hate taking points when you're a home dog. Like, just take them. This is, we had this conversation with James Franklin last year uh, against Michigan when they tried to fake it, and it ruined their whole game. Just take well, the fake is even worse. Take the three. Yeah. Yes. A fake is way <laughs> worse. At least we ran a play, but just take three. Why not? Just take three points. All right. Good win. Two great win. To end on the lines here, we'll do Lions-Bears quickly, a little preview for next week. Group them together. I kind of laid out the show that way, so they all flow together. Um, we are... Early slate Fox. Or 1 o'clock every single game except Thanksgiving. Thank you, Alex. The spread is plus three Lions, minus three Bears, over under 48 and a half at Soldier Field. Who is announcing this game? Brandon Gordon. No, but save that name. Oh, he's no. doing uh, Stop. Michigan oh, Nebraska game. game. No. Michigan Nebraska is on ABC. ABC, Alex. Come on. It's Michigan Nebraska. But he's doing a BTN game at noon. Michigan State and Rutgers. Or the BTN game at noon. <laughs> Poor Godden. Um. But for this okay, game, Fox. It Greg is... Olson again. Starts oh. with a K. Kevin Kugler. Yes, and his partner is. Don't know. Uh, Daryl. New York Jets. Mark Franchise. Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Boom. Kevin Cooks 
and Mark Sanchez. Okay, go. I I picture this game being yucky weather. Speaking of yucky, this when you go to Soldier Field like in November. Yucky. 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 Just a weird thing to say. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. This is a big game for me as a fan. It would sting a lot because as when we went into this year, I just blocked it off that we were better than the Bears. We were just a better we're football. We're a better football team going into the year than the Bears. So then, if we lose. Especially if if it's like a multi-score game, ten-point game, bad. That's bad. That's regression. Uh oh, outdoors, Jared Goff. Oh no, <laughs> chilly too. Then fast forward two years, we're doing this show and we're saying outdoor CJ Stroud. We just can't escape it. We need every game in a dome. <laughs> um, Sunday during the day, high of thirty-nine in Chicago. That's football. Right? And when five to ten mile per hour winds, snow only five windy to ten. City. Two percent chance of rain. Um, Lovely. It would be Yucky. football weather in Chicago. I'd be. I'm. I'm for sure wearing long sleeves. No doubt. Oh, thirty nine degrees. I'd hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people question. Oh, are you saying as a player or are you saying yeah. as a fan? As a, uh, as a player, you could yeah. wax your arms. What? Doesn't that work? Vaseline on your arms Vaseline. makes you less cold. That's what players do. I didn't know that. I just to thought be like tough. Fighters had to do that when they walk into the ring. No Vaseline in the cold. <laughs> right can't on your face, so you're, it doesn't cut as much. <clears throat> um, will we break? Like you like the Bears in this game? I like the Bears in this game. I think they're all. Oh, I haven't suggested Fields stand. Now. You, got, you got a little thing. You got a little little crush, a little on, Justin crush on Justin Fields. I do. <laughs> Um, I think the Bears' totally offense crush. is it's humming right now. Our offense is not humming. Are we able? Can we? Can our offense get to twenty-eight points? Yes, they've yeah, proven the, to do the that. Bears' this year. defense is name the last time. Name the, the last Bears time defense. the Lions' offense got to it though. A few weeks ago, four weeks ago, probably. The Seahawks ago. Seahawks game. Yeah, but we've played decent defenses. Dallas yeah. is top five in the league. Bill Belichick's best coach of all time. Pat Patriots top five in the league. Green Bay's defense isn't that Green good. Green Bay's okay. So Should have done better. That's a bad game. First game without Knox. Got to go against Scrubs. Now you're going against a quarterback that just ran for the most regular season yards. We're talking about offense, Evan. But Evan, we have two like Anzalone E was built to chase down mobile quarterbacks. So it was built to fill up the waters on the bench for everyone else. There's now a bunch of tape on Justin Fields running, so we'll benefit from that. Um, I'd play a lot. I just thought back to my car. I think I would play a lot of Derek Barnes this game. Just feels like much faster than Rodrigo. Maybe bring back Jared Davis just to run around, be a all time. He's QB on the practice squad. Him. All you got to do is activate him. Let's elevate him. All time QB spy for this game. QB spies we have, never we work. have problems with covering scrambling quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers ran for two first downs. Aaron Rodgers is reasonably mobile. Over under how many times Aaron Hutchinson okay, blows so what is, by what, the what tackle. Is Justin Fields then? Very mobile, but who's okay. going to deny that? So I don't, I don't like know your point. My point is Aaron Rodgers ran for two. How many think Justin Fields is going to run for? Twelve. We're talking about Michael Vick. We're probably Michael Vick. In his prime. Alex, you're in a bad mood, dude. What happened? Yeah, you, well, you're just your obsession with Justin Fields. I mean, they lost still last week. Like they still lose games. They're not just like winning. The every lines game are two now. and six. Let's not like 
overhype what the line sounded. I'm just not going to say we're going to get team. blown out by the garbage Bears. I didn't say that we would get blown out. I said I just like the Bears' chances. Their offense is humming and ours is not. Yeah, but I think our offense can score against a Roquan Smithless Bears defense. Okay. Baby hands is playing outdoors, FYI. Yeah, he has fumbled. He's fumbled a lot. Jared, he's fumbled a lot. Not Soldier Field. Last time we played there, right, we were, had like three red zone turnovers. Mm, that was that, that game. It was bad. A bad yeah. game. But no Roquan Smith, no Khalil Mack, no Robert Quinn. Yeah, they're not good anymore. Jaquan Brisker, though. Jaquan Brisker. Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson's upset, though. Speaking of Justin Fields, one of my notes was this is a legacy game for Justin Fields in my eyes because I will be judging how good of a QB he is solely off of this performance. This is the classic. He plays your team. You hear all this buzz. I have not, I did not watch the Miami game. I have no, I heard he ran 178 yards. I get it. If he doesn't look good in this game against the Lions defense, he's not good. This is a legacy game for Justin Fields for my eyes on this podcast. So huge game for him. And the last, okay. no, you just hate Ohio state quarterback. So let's just move on. I don't hate him. They just, there hasn't been a good one in the NFL. In my life. So I just. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Stupid. I don't know how many times we can make this joke. Um, <laughs> it's not a joke. He went to Ohio Last State. interesting nugget for this game. We talked about it on an earlier show in this year. The Lions road wins have never run on the road with Dan Campbell. The oh last God. time the Lions won. Let's see if you guys remember your memory recall. When was the last time we won? At Soldier Field. It was at Soldier Field. Darryl Bevel was the head coach. Darryl uh, Bevel. Aquara. Wasn't Aquara had a strip sack? I don't know. What's his name? It was somebody like that. We, we had tied Adrian the Steelers Pe- in Pittsburgh. Adrian Pearson was our leading rusher. Close enough. Adrian Peterson was our leading rusher. 57 yards at, at the Bears, 34-30, to make us 5-7 and seven on December 6th of 2020. We were five. Oh, and we seven. were pretty good. It's gross that I think that's good. We and then we lost four in a row to close out the year. <laughs> um, God, so, organization's dog shit. With with that in mind, with that good juju in mind, the road loss streak comes to an end this weekend. The Lions march into Soldier Field and win twenty four to twenty. Boom. No, I take that back. It's going to be way more high scoring. It's going to be 31 to 28. Game winning field goal by Badgley. 31. 27. Lions. Yes. Yes. One game out of the wild card. (laughs) That's not how that works. (laughs) Everybody has to lose. Uh, Yes. Bears. 36, Lions, 50, 29. <laughs> the Bears offense is that much better than the Packers. Yeah. Justin uh, Fields Justin is 10 Fields times better run. than Aaron Rodgers. Justin 10X. Fields can run. He can't throw as well as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers looked like he couldn't throw on Sunday. That's because of how good our Shop. defense is. How bad his wide receivers are. Romeo Dobbs got injured on the first play. Somebody sniped him in the ankle. Alan Lazard had the game of his life you on Jeffrey Okuda. I don't know about that. I don't think I understand Jeff Gibson. Lost him like four play, times on every single fourth down. Just relax. He did drop one that I think, I think they reviewed, right? They did. Down. They reviewed that while I was getting Arnold soft Kuda, pretzel. It was on Will Harris. <laughs> yeah. The dropped one was on Will Harris. Even worse. So all the caught ones were on Jeff Okuda. 
Someone has got to check his PFF grade. I'm sorry. I can't comment further on the matter until I know the numbers. Yes, until I know the stats. Ten. All right. So it was a ten two Lions wins, one Bears win. We'll see what happens. Um, should be a fun one, you hope. Now, we move to another win. The theme of the show, wins, wins, wins. Michigan State, Illinois. First question off the bat for you guys. Was this the biggest win in the Mel Tucker era? No. No. Uh, Michigan game God, that's year. so stupid. Well, you're calling out a lot of people on Twitter right now. They're idiots. Okay. Can't say that, but. Well, it was a nice no. win. Respective. Be an undefeated win. Michigan team, both teams in the top eight in the country. How ridiculous of a question that is. You won a New Year's Six Bowl. Okay. Uh, where does it. Well, let's do that. Where does this win right? I love the New Year's Six Bowl. Up there, I don't. Well, you weren't there. there. You were. You weren't there. We in have the so dome. many wins to choose from. So pick one then. That's above <laughs> that. Oh, I'm just saying. I might put the Illinois game too. Wow. Or three. Penn State game in the in the snow was an impressive win as well. Coming Goodbye. off of because you were there. No, because we were coming off a murder, and it was a good bounce back. It's in the top five, I would say. Well, yeah, that's probably fair. There's probably only five. I put it five. It's only seventeen, so five out of seventeen. Yeah, I'd say it's in the top five. Sixteen one. I it's think it's two. two. It's two or three for me. Peach Bowl's different with no picket, no Walker. And you the weren't there. So Evan was won. there. The program's a good so win, won. Evan. I'm, I'm sh- very happy we won. What was that shuffling board place you went to, Evan? Uh, moon dogs. Moon dogs. Moon, yeah, you didn't get moon dogs, Alex. You don't understand the vibes that you we don't get. understand. I was this, thinking about oh, Miami. That was a pretty good win. <laughs> oh, Miami's in the top five. That was actually yeah. my number one win of the Tuck era. I forgot about Miami. Miami is a great win. I called the plays. Jay and I dialed it up. Jay just looked like the best offensive coordinator in the country that day. So that was a big win. Speed and space. Speaking of that with Miami, oof. Um, all right. So huge win. Sixteen point dogs. A lot of distractions. The week before that we all discussed, they go in, they get it done, they expose, they expose those frauds in champagne. After um, you, you guys pumped their tires for a week. I pumped them up like a big old air said, balloon. Who have they beat? I haven't just they said. They have not beat anybody. No. Still no one. And it was tough mental gymnastics because I'm like, you know, the Big Ten West is a joke, but Minnesota Michigan had State their- is 2-0 against the top two teams in the West. But I kept thinking about how Minnesota had their way with Michigan State, so I was like, okay- I don't if know if we I played Minnesota right again. We win. Wow, love that. Um, it's a close game, at least. Closer. <laughs> it has to be closer. No, I think we'd beat them. I'm gonna stick I with don't that. Think we would. So with a big win, we would. Henderson, any Evan. any major standouts you guys would like to highlight from the game itself? Well, Cal Holiday line. just um yeah, I mean, you go first. You're gonna praise Cal Holiday after what you I said. I was just gonna say Cal Holiday is just riding a roller coaster of garbage and good, garbage and good. It's 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 well, tough. He's the defensive me. player of the week in the Big Ten. I said garbage and good, garbage oh. good. Roller coaster. When he fills Halliday. his holes properly and and hits with authority and people get tackled. When yeah, he has he bodies good. up front that's actually taking on double teams where he doesn't have an offensive guard running at his face right off the get. Turns out, playing four defensive tackles on your D-line. And I hope uh, that Michigan State fans them. realize that that was going on with how depleted our depth was on the defensive line. We were barely running any defensive that's events. two weeks in a row. We had like a couple people, and it was all defensive tackles. And I think it actually helped our blitz game. Like our pressure packages, I think it helped. 
I don't know if we had a defensive end other than Avery Dunn playing. Like I, I think it just helped due to the the mass bodies, and then now you have more like the gap responsibilities aren't hard. Now I get it. Illinois still moved the ball decently on us. We forced a turnover, the one Two. fumble. Um, well, yeah, one. We I stopped think. them on fourth down, and they had a garbage fourth down play call. Hmm. Um, I think they were over. Four or five on fourth down. Just overall, they look more confident on defense. But however, like Alex and I have said, this defense is built to stop the run in a run first teams and not pass first teams. Should work against Rutgers. With that yeah. noodle arm quarterback. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, like I said yeah. at the beginning of the year, I will not apologize. And it feels good to win no matter how you won. It feels good in any game. I thought the win was impressive, and I'm not even going to apologize for it. Would you yes, like there to were some blunders? Would you like to apologize to Brett Bielema for faking injuries? Brett Bielema, he's faking his he's faking his diet, so he needs to apologize to the rest of America. Chop. Brett Bielema is so soft. I've never liked some, him. Something about Illinois fans, right? Matt, it's all starting to make I, sense. I'm pretty sure Matt Sharp and I had a uh, a good tweet saying, "Ah, uh, yes, that was our game plan: is to fake injuries." for our depth on defense to even get worse. And so we have even like fourth and fifth string playing against your number one. Yeah, team because if you fake an injury, if you go down with an injury and they have to like come out, you have to go out for a play. Clearly he doesn't know Mel Tucker's uh phrase no shot oh, dogs. No shot dogs. Michael Donovan, do you think we want to roll him out on a D tackle for our injured player because he's the next guy up? And I forgot yeah, that that Illinois' offense runs at such a fast pace because they run spread that it was actually slowing them down. Illinois sucks. What are your current thoughts with Scotty Hazelton? And I guess it, I should have I should have asked this about Aaron Glenn because it was a theme of our team. I'm way in on Aaron Glenn with defensive Michigan coordinators. State is, Michigan State is Detroit Lions in disguise, and the Detroit Lions from Michigan State in disguise. Spider Man meme. Yes. Offense supposed to be good, and then now the the defense the was defense. so terrible, and now the defenses are good. You know why? Because of the men in charge. I am here to keep Scotty Hazelton and Aaron Glenn for now. Can easily be swayed. I mean, it's the bend break right now, yeah. and it's worked. Best right. I mean, he's piecing country. nothing together. Well, <laughs> defensive line wise, and linebackers are pretty not great. And you held the best rushing, the best running back statistically mm. at the time. Yards. Most attempts by a mile. at the time. To um, I mean, yeah, he still had over 100 yards, but not very many points, and you won the game. And you were playing conservative defense because you're up two scores the whole fourth quarter. I will not, though. You cannot excuse. You cannot apologize for the time clock management blunder at the end of the game. That was worse than like fifth grade knowledge of how to run the clock down at the end of the game. And that's coming from a coach himself, people. So listen up. <laughs> Thank I you. Two gripes about it. Only two? Is it related to Peyton Thorne? Because you seem to... I have a gripe about the, the the delay of game, the management. I mean, they said they couldn't signal in the right play. So that's why they took a delay of game. And then they called a pass. I personally 
can live with calling a pass play as long as my quarterback knows it has to be a completion or just go down. That's all you have to do. If you're going to throw it, you can't just throw it at his feet and like a guarantee an incompletion. I would rather him just take a sack. I get being aggressive because you have the worst special teams unit in all of football, including high school, JV, eighth grade, seventh grade, down to fifth grade. Checks worst out. special teams I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just confirmed it. Um, so I get why you'd want to throw it and try to score a touchdown and end the game because you know for a fact you're not making a field goal. However, I mean, it's still like you would hope you could make a 22-yard field goal, so I get why everyone would be upset. But Peyton Thorne can't throw it in the dirt. He has to take a sack or run or do anything else. So there's that side of the coin. Evan, go ahead. Rebuttal. My side of the coin is get your play calls in and run the ball. They have no timeouts left, and there's a minute something left in the game. You run a run play at the last play of the game. Yes, I don't don't get me wrong. The wide receiver was open. He should have completed it. I'm not making an excuse there. You are running the ball. They have no timeouts left. No timeouts left. You should have been attempting that field goal with like 20 seconds left. Illinois should have never had that possession at the end. I feel like... I, I bet a lot of bad thoughts creeped in their head like, oh, we run it, run it down, kick gets blocked, and they take it to the crib and we lose. Something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, but like, with your bad play bad calling and bla- bad time management, any sort of mistake there, missed field goal, happened, they got the ball back. Yeah. Right, but if you complete the pass, and the game's over. So, If you run the ball down, they have – 20 seconds for the worst case scenario. 20 seconds. I, like I said, I can always live with going down on your terms. If you I want to go for it, if you want to be aggressive. It was terrible. Get your play call in and run Listen, the damn ball. They made, a, they made massive mistakes, <laughs> but it wasn't fully because of the play call. It was the third. It was the play before that to delay a game, getting yeah, your calls is, in. Correct. Getting your calls in. Who is that fo- whose fault is that? It's probably Caden Hauser. He's probably the guy signaling it in from the sideline with the with the big play cards. And that was the mess up is what I saw. Oh, you saw it on Twitter? I thought you were off Twitter. No, didn't. Oh, you got Facebook. You called him. No. no. Blogs. You're in the weeds again. No God, blogs. You're drinking that stupid-ass Kool-Aid. Nothing. Um, so my Just question to the press conference. My question to encapsulate it is, Mel Tucker, with all that being said, is 7-0 in one-score games. But he so it seems to work out through his first year into now. He's had some mess ups. What is your confidence level scale of one to 10, 10 being most confident trust in him in late game situations or general game management? Uh, late game situations, hundred percent trust clock management and time management at the end of the games, like a four out of 10. Cause it's a repeat offender. Remember last year at halftime of the Rutgers game, yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking of when we came on here, and it was like, ugh. I'm gonna leave full trust in Mel because I believe that he's a guy that self evaluates a lot, and he will figure it out. And, and you just watched the well, his self evaluation process has been pretty low because for how many times we messed up. And he repeatable. also has the most ranked wins against road teams in the FBS in the last four years. So, bam, I'm gonna trust the guy. And I mean, it could be, it could be, 
maybe he's having Jay run all these um, time management. So then when he gets fired, yes, we're going to lose a game. It's going to suck like that. Yes, but every team does, Evan. No team's immune to that. Everybody makes blunder once in a while. It's just unfortunate we make him a little more than once in a while. Hasn't costed us yet, though. Two questions to wrap it up here for Michigan State, Illinois. When it's all said and done, when you lay your head on your pillow at night tonight, does MSU make a bowl game? Not yes. at not at five and seven. Do they Cheers. win six games? Yeah, we yes. we got our one upset. Okay. We, Alex and I said we had to upset either Michigan, Illinois, or Penn State. We got our one upset. Now you go out and spank Rutgers in Indiana. They're at home. No reasons to lose those games. Those teams stink. Shout out to Quick Lane Bowl. We know they're up. They are so ready for it. You know, so why not just win out it. and go eight and five? It's going to be the biggest crowd of Michigan State fans in Ford Field since the Final Four was there. Since FAU hosted a uh, home game there. Javon Ringer went crazy in that game. No, nope. Kirk Cousins was there. Javon Ringer was not in there. Oh, are you sure, Evan? Oh, I was at the game. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Javon Ringer did go crazy against FAU at one point in his career. It was at home. It was in a monsoon. Last question of the recap part is what is your guys' pitch to Dante Moore? Oh god. Um sell the sell the kit. We're gonna really? hire Kenny Dillingham. Is that is that the OC at Oregon? We'll just fire Jay, we'll take him so you can have your guy. Um and we'll just get rid of every single quarterback on our roster and you can be the only guy there and it would be fully your team. Plus nah, I can't say that. Yeah, that's that's my pitch. I was just gonna say the nightlife at Michigan State's pretty fun. I was gonna pitch something similar to that. There's nothing better um, than college than being a hero and a generational talent in your own home state. Hmm. Wayne State, (laughs) you Fair State, (laughs) you are Grand Valley State. Um, And there's no better feeling to uh, they're one of the best in-state rivals in the country, and you to represent that four out of the years. Sold. Well, three. The guy's got big NFL dreams. All right, Alex. You just I hate to be that guy, but Michigan State Rutgers preview. Buggers. Edwin Baker went crazy at Ford Field, Evan. Yeah. 15 I saw Brian Lincoln for 183. Brian I'm pretty sure he had his shoulder pot back in place on the sideline. 15 for 183. Noon. BTN. We already teased who is announcing it. Well, do you know the color? Do you know the analyst? We know it's Gordon. Do you know his partner? Booty. You do. Who? Booty. Jake Butt. Jake Booty. We actually have him for once. He has to do Rocker games back to back weeks. I'll pour one out for Jake Butt. Pour one out for Jake Butt. He's actually he's pretty good at his job. He's he's a good um, analyst, and well, you guys won't get to hear him because he'll be there. He knows ball. Um. Minus 11. This is kind of weird. I don't know if I'm just in the leaves. I went to go look for the spread on FanDuel and DraftKings right before the show. Wasn't on the books. So I don't know why it's, po- why it's pulled, why it's off. Too um, much money. Well, I, well there, was, there was reports that the final tunnel investigation was coming out this week. And I was like, that can't be oh, it. Like, what else is like happening this right week? Now. Okay. You see it live? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I miss you minus 10. So it's back then. It's minus 12. Yeah, I, I was seeing opening 11 and a half, 12, but I couldn't find it on 
actually 87% of the public is on Rutgers. I still don't see it on FanDuel. You cannot bet on this game live right now, so I'm confused. 87% of the public bet is on Rutgers. Over under. Probably the the spread. Over under 40 and a half. Garden and Butt. 89% on the under. Noon PTN. Any thoughts you guys have on this game other than it's Rutgers you have to win? Oh, I uh, it's Rutgers. You have to win. I watched right, right. some of the right, Michigan right. Rutgers game. Uh, Rutgers' new quarterback has an absolute noodle arm, and he threw like 7,000 interceptions, it looks like. Um, Three second half picks. Rutgers. To your worst corner. Somehow. Oh, Will Johnson? Somehow made it a game at halftime of that game. So I guess maybe I was. Like, oh, Rutgers isn't a cakewalk, but they've we also blocked, just... They've blocked three punts. Not to put that in existence, but they've blocked three punts they've this year. They've blocked three punts. Well, good Ross thing we have sells. a terrible long snapper, and it's going to be coming kid slow. Shaking in his sleep. The same kid has blocked three punts on their team. He's a weapon. He's the fastest one. Kid. He's awesome. And he blocked, they blocked one for a touchdown against Michigan, so well, actually, hopefully that's on Thank team. God to Michigan. Michigan's doing us a favor by getting one blocked. That way, that's at least that same um, stunt up front yeah. for Rutgers shouldn't happen. Um, shouldn't could against Ross Ells. But, but we still know. have the Michigan same. Michigan State went snapper. three and nine. Um, and it was an abysmal season, and they murdered Rutgers still. So I will never think that we're going to lose Rutgers, even though we did one time. But that was COVID year, and that was fake, and the ball fake. was turned over seven happened. times, and Grant jinxed it. And it was you. awful. I hate you. This is the battle of keep chopping. COVID's fake. Hours. Mel Tucker we won one keep and one last year. Mel Tucker one and one against Rutgers. If he goes two and one, keep chopping stays in East Lansing. If he loses, Shiano takes it back in an arm wrestling match at midfield. That's, that's the entire game should be the keep chopping bowl. There really can could be more. a cool trophy of like a tree falling down with an axe in the side, playing the Paul Bunyan theme that every Midwest oh. school plays for. What are we gonna wear? Oh. Uh, probably just our regular. I, you know what I'm I don't think we've I'm worn predicting them once. We're gonna come out in all green, and we're gonna have some camo accents. Oh, military mm. month! Crazy thing to predict. Camo yeah, that accents. Is a drunk thing to predict. We just haven't like, worn our home uniforms this year <laughs> once. We have. You guys don't have yes, we uniforms have. anymore. You just have whatever. What yeah. game? First game. Uh, green helmet, green jersey, won. white pants. Green, green, white. We just we wore white in the though. first game, Grant. Green, green, white. We wore white helmets the first game. Correct. Oh, true. I can see Daniel Barker's we one We wore neons grabbed. in the second game. Crazy they threw to Daniel Barker week one and then never threw to him again. I think Wisconsin it's, we did. Wisconsin, we wore uh, Scripps State helmets. Oh, please. Score predictions? Oh, I haven't worn our regular homes. Michigan State. State 30, Rutgers 15. Battle the Keep Shopping Bowl. Prep for the Quick Lane Bowl. Alex kicks the 30-yard field goal for the Buick Yes, I'm drilling that. I'm wearing cleats. (laughs) 28-12, Spartans. 31-14, dogs. It's a clean sweep. All right. It's crazy what one win will do. Yeah, it really is. Back to talking about Rutgers some more. Talking about Buckers, who did not look like Buckers in the the first half that 
Alex, you owe an apology to the Rutgers faithful. They packed that stadium. They were they ready. Did. They were frosting at the mouth. I was like, I've never seen that many people at a Rutgers game. Every third down, they just play Hell's Bells, and you're like, and you're like everyone's swaying, like, we're in Piscataway, baby. Um, but Michigan, they're four and five. They were able to come back. Um, first time chilling at the half, I believe, this season, and they woke up. They said, you know what? This is Rutgers. Um, get some help from their quarterback and capitalize on those plays. Michigan State hangover, kind of chaotic week, sleepwalking Rutgers, focus on Ohio State starting now. Um, but it was good to see Mike Barrett. My only really takeaway from the game was redemption arc for Mike Barrett. We just talked about him dropping a gifted pick six the week before. He has not one but two interceptions in this game, including the pick six. Will Johnson gets in on the pick. Um, couple problems still lingering with Michigan. The red zone offense was better in the sense they scored touchdowns, but it took two fourth and goals. So just they are just gross to watch in the first half. They are just going to run the ball. Um, I still think that can work against Ohio State based on what I saw last year. We will see. But you would like to at least have some sort of a Shane Zilstra play for the Lions where you get a tight end wide open. You have Schoonmaker, who's a good tight end. Like, use him down there. Um, I think that is also where they miss Eric a lot in the red zone. But nevertheless, another problem um, twofold for this team still is, one, the wide receiver core. It just doesn't feel like they create a ton of separation on their own, which is not the end of the world if you have good schemes that get you open. But Michigan, we know their creativity lies in the run game, not in the passing game. So it's a double-edged sword or the, the bad combo of not great passing schemes. And these guys just don't. All, the most talented wide receivers on this Michigan team, I believe, are the freshmen. They're just not going to play. And some of them actually played. It was wild. Darius Clemens got involved or got in the game. Amorian Walker, who I haven't seen all year, got in the game. Tyler Morris, freshman high school teammate of J.J. McCarthy in Illinois, had a huge third and seven catch for a first down. First catch of the entire season. Thrust him in when you're down 17-14 on the drive you need after you stop them coming out of the half. Makes a huge catch. Um, I guess I should note Donovan Edwards' catch. It was a great catch in the end zone. He is Michigan's best receiver, probably. probably other than Ronnie Bell has the best hands yeah, on the not team. probably. Doesn't take much. Really good. Who doesn't? Um, and then twofold, other bad part, is J.J. still just, like, we're talking inches, especially this game, off on the deep ball. One, it hit it hit Andrew Anthony in the hands, a catch that Mike Sanders still made last year against Nebraska. So I would like to see Andrew Anthony fully lay out and catch it. But still, like, he's that open put some air on it you can just tell jj's stepping into it too much to throwing it on on a line drive instead of the arc so not all hope is lost on that because all it takes is one play against ohio state one play against a team where you just need to hit it but right now you can't sit here and be like it's a strength for him it is a weakness right now that has to be corrected because we saw against ohio state last year Cade had to make one throw to Cornelius Johnson to set up a touchdown. You're going to have to make at least one throw in that game that's greater than like 20 to 30 yards downfield on a go route. You just have to make at least one. So we'll see. Um, but there wasn't many X's and O's things I have from the game outside of that because it's Rutgers. I just had a couple questions for you guys about college football and Michigan as a whole if you'd like to hear some of those. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to answer. Um, what you say before the podcast, Evan? About hypothetical questions to me before Grant sat down. Oh, I like questions. I don't think you were making a joke. You made a joke. 
Make the joke. thing Michigan is going to be in Ohio State on a neutral field. You made jokes about Michigan and Ohio State and how Grant was going to ask us about Michigan and Ohio State before the show. I didn't say anything to you. Um, maybe you're talking to yourself. I thought you were talking to me. I didn't say anything about Michigan and Ohio State before Grant got on here. I said, are there any questions I need to know about this show? And I was looking at the doc. If there are any fan questions, you're like, do you think Michigan at Ohio State? Who's going to oh, win? Oh, I was talking about the college football playoff because it just came out and they were both ranked two players. Uh, all the Michigan fans were like, oh my gosh, we're going to play each other in college football playoff. It's a good, good lead in to, I think we should rank, we don't have to do top 10. Let's just rank the top six college football oh, playoff, what, what you would do. See how good Coastal Carolina's offense is looking right now. Uh, um, Georgia won. Obviously, I Georgia agree. one. I got uh, Ohio, Ohio State two. I got Ohio yep. State two as well. I'll put Michigan three. I got Michigan three as well. Tennessee four. Mm. TCU five. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna have to search for a sixth team here. Am I missing somebody? Yes, you are. You actually are caught, like I said, I have Tennessee four too. I know people would say undefeated TCU, but I think if like I'm just basing off of if Tennessee and TCU play tomorrow, I think Tennessee wins, and then I would Ooh, do if Oregon is six. I would LSU do Oregon six as well, for now. Yeah, probably would put Oregon six, but they just got murdered by Georgia. Five. What do you I'm think? Cool Evan, with LSU after- seven as well. USC Tennessee's eight. dropping in my rankings. I have. Uh, I don't think Tennessee should have been one. And to begin right, with, right, right. Um, I have Georgia, Ohio State. I'll put Michigan at three, TCU, Oregon. I'm just right now, just eye test who's playing the best football right now. Georgia. Oh, of these at this point? Yes. And this I point, think Oregon. Point. Yeah. I think that's fair. Okay, then I'll put Different Tennessee at. Schedule, but. Correct. I'll put Tennessee at six. Um, yeah, they rounded out probably. You're good if you want to stop there. I only need the top USC's six. USC's up there somewhere. Clemson. Yeah. After their murder. Clemson's so LSU. So we got those. My question as a Michigan fan to you guys is like who of those teams do you think Michigan could not beat? Where it's just Georgia. like. Does it stop Maybe there? Georgia and. Stops there for me. There. That's how I feel. I feel like it's it's just Georgia where I would. I'm not saying they'd be favored in all the other games. I no. think they could lose over half in a lot of them, but yeah, they you, can definitely you, beat. You have them. no shot in beating them. I think sure. they play Georgia ten times. I just don't. I don't. Maybe see they it. win once. Maybe, but I Maybe. would say probably not. If everything goes right, they just they're not that. They're just their roster is not that talented. If they get a Georgia. if they get a pick six, if they get a block punt, like that kind of they thing. They would need miracles to happen. And they need to play at the big house. Yeah, I guess it's just Georgia. I think it is. There's some bad matchups on there. Yeah. Well, there's they would certainly lose games. There's interesting styles where it's like a that's why I think Georgia's such a bad matchup because they are just trying, the, you would try to outmuscle them and you they're just do it. The bigger, better version of you. Um, whereas like Tennessee and Ohio State, it styles make fights. So if you kind of play your game like last year against Ohio State, you have a chance. I think the same way with Tennessee too. Tennessee would honestly probably be a little bit tougher just because they have SEC boys up front. I don't know how physical I think they Tennessee's, are. But I think Tennessee's good still. I think they're solid. 
They um, ran into a buzzsaw. An interesting thing playing around on the ESPN playoff predictor machine, um, which kind of goes to Evan's point, is that broken. right now it has if Michigan loses to Ohio State, which means they don't appear in the Big Ten Championship, they have a 56% chance to make the college football playoff. Is how they it's, see it right now. It's turning out that way. If TCU depends what TCU does, depends what Oregon does. It just like does it is that I don't I'm trying not to look too far ahead of that, but I hadn't seen Michigan beat Ohio State in Columbus since 2000. I think was the year I looked back 2000. So I've never seen it in my life. If they are one loss, don't play in a Big Ten championship game. I'm just weighing my options of what would have to happen. Can they be that four seed to inevitably lose to Georgia, but at least appear again in the college football playoff? I don't know. What would have to happen is TCU would need to lose. Oregon would need to lose. USC has to. No. I think it'd still get in. One loss, Michigan over one loss, USC. They don't have any Pac-12 champions. One loss, Pac-12 champion. If there's any one loss conference champion, they probably get in over one loss, Michigan. No. I would not guarantee that, no. Wow. So that really opens it up. USC, yeah. They, I don't think USC would get yeah, USC and Oregon are still there. They're still in the fight. I think Oregon, I saw... St- if Oregon wins out, they're in over that. TC wins out, they're in over that. UCLA still in the fight. Tennessee wins out, they're in over you. Okay, but I, Tennessee can win out and not win their division or win their conference, and they'll have yeah. the 11 wins. And I think they'll still be in over Michigan if Michigan lost to Ohio State. Well, I guess Michigan will be in the same situation. Not better wins. Just, it's I, not Michigan's fault. They just Tennessee would have better wins. I feel like I'm, I'm sitting here today on November 8th thinking it's going to be, if it goes like that, it's going to be Georgia, OSU, Tennessee, Michigan. You're Back. saying every team wins out except Michigan loses Ohio State, and that's your top four? Assuming, no, no, assuming like TCU, I think that the way the Big 12 plays out, I think the way the Pac-12 plays out, I think they fall over each other a little bit, and that there's going to be a rare two teams that aren't in conference title games to get in. The problem is Michigan's going to have potentially one ranked win. At that one, at the final rankings of college football playoff? One. Penn State? Because I, Illinois could easily lose to, who do they play, Purdue this week? Yeah, they're at 21, I think, right now in the latest rankings. Purdue's a dumpster fire right now, though. So we'll see. Um, but it's just they don't have a resume. Yeah, I guess I don't No thanks to the Big Ten. I'd have to stack it up against other, but I don't want to do that research right now. And I did see a stat in the favor of them not making it where I believe 27 of the 32 teams that have made the college football playoff have been conference champions. It was very, very rare to make it as a non-conference champion, which makes sense. Georgia, the national champion last year. It would be so hard to put Michigan over like an undefeated TCU. Well, undefeated, yeah, TCU gets in. I'm saying if TCU... No, yeah, Michigan would not get in over that. But the problem is TCU, a one-loss TCU can still play for their conference championship. They could. But if they lose that game, then they're out. Then, Then... So you're saying they go undefeated and then they play in their... No, I mean, like, if they lose it... Well, I guess, yeah, if they they probably lose to Texas this weekend and then they could lose in the Big 12 final game. And then they're they for would, sure It would be a rematch versus Texas. Yeah. As and, then right it, now. and if Texas wins, they're not getting in. They have too many losses at this point. So we just... If the Big 12 eliminates itself, the Pac-12 beats each other up. We'll see. Well, in fairness, USC, USC and UCLA will... One of those teams will be eliminated. It really actually could. the final game of the season, Baylor versus Texas, will be to go to the Big Twelve championship game. They're tied right yeah, now in the standings. 
I, I'm looking at this against TCU. Well. It could right, really, it could really come to honestly how tight Michigan plays Ohio State. Where if it's between Michigan and Tennessee, two teams not playing in the title games, like they'll be like Georgia beat Tennessee worse than Ohio State beat Michigan. We're going to put Michigan in. That could actually be a huge factor when it comes down to the decision if that's the fourth team that they're deciding. It's all going to come down to non-conference schedule. Ugh. Ugh. Well, uh, hey. Root against TCU, root against Oregon, root against USC. Well, so you're and root against LSU because if LSU somehow wins the SEC, they'll have an argument. What even made it a possibility was... Be LSU and Georgia will get in because it's the SEC invitation. They'll have an argument. What made it a possibility was how everything broke for Michigan last weekend. This past weekend could not have gone better. Alabama booted... Notre or Clemson chokes, so it really just like I think if Clemson wins out with one loss, they're not getting in. They're at ten right now. There's no way they jump back up to four because I think the American, way they lost killed them. And I, the ACC has been real like just mid this year, and I think dog a lot shit. of a lot of dog shit. okay, a the lot Big of their, ten though is also dog shit. Yeah, that's um, the problem. I do have a question, and then two stats for Nebraska or statement, I guess. And I want to make sure the question is: Are we in the trust tree? Yeah, always have been. Trust tree listeners too out there. We're in the trust tree. Well, um, I can't trust them. People might get their receipts down. It's not a prediction. I'm just saying I have had the thought going to bed over the weekend. I've envisioned this Michigan team in the national championship game. I've seen it. God. I think it's very possible this year. Now, we know the Buckeyes. Is this based off of Jim Harbaugh's press conference today? No, this is just watching college football. Um, the Buckeyes is the biggest test. We know that. If they win, that's a huge if. So but you just have to bear with me with the if. If they win that game and handle the West opponent, um, I just they'll be two. And I, whoever is three, I don't think is like that's a very that's a winnable game. They might even be favored against whoever is three. It's not Georgia. Like if they beat Ohio State, I like Michigan versus TCU. I think they can beat Tennessee on a neutral site. I think they can beat Oregon. I think they could be LSU if they get in as three. Like, I don't know who's going to be three, but you look at that crop under Georgia, I think it's wide open from what I've seen this year in college football. I would take Michigan against TCU. I would take Michigan against Ohio State right now. Wow. Just, I wow. would not take Michigan over Tennessee. I don't know about Oregon 50-50. As random as a team that they are, that they're in this, but... And I would still pick Alabama against Michigan if Alabama and Michigan played. That's fair. Not that that's relevant. That's fair. Yeah, I probably would too just because of like the brand and how good they've been. I'm not overly – I just think Ohio State is soft. That is a conversation for a different time. Wow. Northwestern they, game changed they can't, they can't keep playing like that for me not to start to question things. Yeah, why, are you saying the same, why aren't you saying the same thing about Michigan? They're, Michigan's not soft. They do well, dumb shit. Look at their shit. first half stat, stats. Look at the yeah, scores. They going also into ended up winning 52 17. So I, they figured Ohio State didn't come out in the second half and look all of a sudden way better and murder Northwestern, who is much worse than Rutgers. I do give Evans point credence where I'm starting to get worried where Michigan has. I don't think been, either team's that great. Michigan's been a poor first half team. There's no denying that. They've It's been close at half in every game. The key is like. Can they keep it like if it's an avalanche Ohio State first half where you dig a hole, you're you're screwed against them. We know we all know that in the Big Ten. If Ohio State gets on like 14 points, 17 points, 21 points in seven minutes of play, you're done. But if they can keep it 13-10, 17-10 at the half, their second halves have been that good. And I think 
I mean, the, I, saw, I saw a tweet that they're the only team in the country that has not trailed or been tied in the fourth quarter of a football game, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, their first halves are a concern, like especially in Columbus. Like you just can't like let the game get away. Um, I'm just surprised hearing from Alex that he is he's making that take right now. They just they haven't looked all that impressive this year. Not that Michigan has. I'm not saying Michigan has either, but I saw what happened last year in Ann Arbor, and it was the ground and pound against the throw it a thousand times, and ground and pound won pretty easily. Weather will be a big factor that game. Too early to get into I'm that. I'm sure it's going to be cold. Um, but also, Ohio State's not fully healthy. So once they get, if they if they get Smith Najigba back, if they get Travian Henderson back, uh, Insider Wyatt said that's not happening. He doesn't think it's happening. Speaking of other good players, my last two things: the stats very quickly. Um, again, for the Michigan State listeners, do not get mad about me when talking about Blake Corum. I was banging the drum for Kenneth Walker to be in New York alongside you guys. I'm just going to make my case for Corum to continue to be. In New York, he is the first back. Actually, I think I looked that set up and that was wrong. So take that back. But since Big Ten play has started, the guy has gotten over 20 carries every game, over 100 yards every game, touchdown every game. He's been a true bell cow. Um, They're showing his stats alongside the last Heisman winners. Um, Now, the key there was Derrick Henry from this point absolutely turned it on and had like 300 yards in the Iron Bowl. So Blake Horm still has to have a massive game in Columbus. That is what the whole thing comes down to. But you watch CJ Shroud have a pedestrian game. You watch Hendon Hooker have a pedestrian game. Bryce Young loses two losses. He's not going to repeat from last year. The window, the door is fully cracked for Blake Horm to make a legit run at being a running back Heisman Trophy winner, not just a candidate. Um, so I hope he continues to play, stays healthy, and he's he's 100% the best running back in the Jim Harbaugh era, and it's been fun to watch. The last stat, which was interesting, um, it gives credence to the, the potential that Jim Harbaugh maybe one day leads for the Indianapolis Colts, um, but just how impressive it he's been to Michigan, and I know Michigan fans have had ups and downs with him 2020. I was looking back at my text from the – I was laughing at the text I sent from the Rutgers game in 2020 when they almost lost and just like this is such a joke of a program. And it's crazy the roller coaster of a ride it's been. But Michigan has had five 9-0 starts since 1980. The years were 1986, 1997, 2006. That was one versus two Ohio State. 2016, JT game, 2022. Jim Harbaugh has been directly involved in three of those five and zero start or nine and zero starts, once as a starting QB and twice as head coach. So in 1986 he was a QB, and then 16 and 22 he was the head coach. So I guess it was a good reminder to me to like step back and be like, as much as you criticize this guy, it could be a lot worse. It could be Brady Hoke or Rich Rod. So that was fascinating to know that they've only had that many electric starts, and we are heading for a full two versus three game in Columbus. Okay, Michigan-Nebraska, real quick, don't have a ton. Um, their safety guy, DUI, this week, so tough for him. In Nebraska, Nebraska is awful. They threw the ball 10 times, I think, against Minnesota. Casey Thompson, I believe, will be out again. So did you say do they have a Purdy as their backup? Yeah, yes, Purdy. the younger brother who's like a freshman or sophomore. Jeez. He's not um, good. It's a 3.30 p.m. ABC game. It is the Bussin' Bowl. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bussin' with the boys. Yeah. Will Compton of Nebraska, Luan of Michigan. I believe they said they have a 40-pound trophy. I don't know how official this is. I don't, I don't know, know why we're giving him any 
publicity at the moment. All right, I'll just say Compton. I love I love Will Compton. Um, they're bringing a forty pound trophy. Also, speaking of Will Compton, if you go to his Twitter and see, there's a four minute video of him impersonating Mike Vabrell in a team meeting. It is one of the funniest videos of all time. Um, so go give that a watch after this. It is a minus twenty nine and a half point spread over under forty nine and a half points. Who is on the call, fellas? It's got to be I ABC. Bob was choosing. Mm, no. Damn it. Let's go horny Robert. Yeah. Mark Jones, RG3, Mark Jones Quint Kesnich. Kesnich. Ke- oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Quint Kesnich. Kesnich. Correct you. Um, <clears throat> I don't really, I don't have any keys to the game. I think they're scrappier now that they don't have Frost. They're they suck. Like they're not good, but I don't. Putrid. I don't fear them. I fear them you more without Scott. Without them. Scott. Without Scott Frost. If you're not up by double digits at halftime, it is hit the alarm. There's something wrong with this team in the first half. So the last three games have been close against Purdue, Illinois, and Minnesota. All shitty. Have they? The, they beat, they beat Rutgers by one point. I mean, they just locked. They locked Mickey Thompson. I believe is their interim is the head coach. I think he just got a deal. I think he's been coaching well. No, PJ Fleck is going to be the head coach of Nebraska. Grant. I think Mickey Joseph. They locked him in. No, no. they. No way. Look it up. Off three losses, they're like, yeah, let's hire this guy. I'm gonna double check. I thought I saw it, and I was like, what? No way. Okay, yeah, maybe not. They passed for <laughs> 80 yards against. Or the scores Minnesota. of their last couple of games? 20 to 13 lost to Minnesota. 26 to 9 lost to Illinois. 43 37 lost to Purdue. 14 13 win against Rutgers. 35 21 win against Indiana. All right. So not great. Um, yeah, I, I just Googled and Twitter searched Mickey Thompson. I take that back. I don't know what I saw. So that's probably not real. Yeah, that's not at all real. Predictions for the game? It's at the big house. Michigan doesn't leave. Forty-five to. We just left, Alex. Oh please! You want to put scat away? One road game equals two home games. Forty-five to eleven. Eleven. Love that. I don't even Uh, know if Nebraska's going to score. Um. Forty-two ten. Similar to really close to Evans. Thirty-four seven. Let's clean up special teams. That's the only thing I want. You can't give up any more block punts because if Ohio State does that, you're cooked. All right. Stop looking ahead so much, Grant. One game at a time. Alex, can we just... Every week we talk about Ohio State. After you guys exposed Illinois, I went right to Ohio State. Watch you lose to Illinois. That'd be so funny. Well, the good thing is your season's still in front of you. That's, I guess, the good part about this year. But still, you don't want to do that. Oh, please. Your, your season's Don't probably been so boring. You've mm. had two games where you could get excited about. Never trailing or tied in the fourth quarter, I guess. Yeah. Because last year, Nebraska game at Nebraska almost lost. At Penn State almost lost. So there was excitement in those games. Michigan State Plus was an all-time lost. game. An all-time game. So there was a you lot. Got excited for, like, you got hyped up for those Wisconsin games turn, turned into a blowout. Yeah. Like you the were nervous for going into that was how half. that's how Penn State was this year, where it was like tight at half. You knew you were better and then they just blew them out. So I was like, oh well. But it's it's Ohio State, Alex. I mean, I wanted to take Illinois seriously. I can't. 
I can't. Just F- sucks how cupcake week. schedule you guys got going. Not your fault. Big Ten's awful, but I mean, holy god, your schedule's boring. Hey, Connecticut, five hundred football team. Credit for oh, that. Jesus Christ, Grant. Even if, Michigan State would blow them out. If you look at strength of schedule, it's not like as bad as it looks on paper. It's just the Big Ten is bad. Yeah, hundred really bad, really bad. It's just two teams at the top, and then it's a bunch of bad teams. You guys might be the second best team when it's the end of the year. We would win, win the West this if you, year if you guys if win we out were in the West. If you guys win out, I would say you guys are the third best team in the Big Ten as a whole. Well, yes, we'd have to be because we'd beat Penn State and we'd be yeah. seven and five, and then we'd win our bowl game against a MAC team and we'd be eight and five. Very respectable. Hang ahead on that, baby. <laughs> um, all right. Last topic will be kind of quick because we're not getting too in the weeds. That's for John Rostein at this point. Michigan and Michigan State College Hoops Preview. This is basically just where we get ourselves in trouble with saying any hot takes, any big season expectations like last year, me saying it was a championship game or a bust for the Wolverines. Tried to, tried to warn you. Laid an egg in the regular season. Still made this week 16, but laid an egg in the regular season. How do you guys feel about the Michigan State Spartans this year? Any big takes, breakout players? Something you want to give the audience? Well, it's no surprise, my love of A.J. Hogard. Yeah. I'm predicting he'll be an all-Big Ten basketball player this year. First team? For the sake of the podcast, sure. I'll give some clickbait. First Best team, all-Big Ten. Best point guard in the Big Ten? Um, one of either one or two. Number one or number two. Considering he'll be on the all Big Ten first team, I don't know who's the. I can't even think of any point guards in the Big Ten right now. I'm struggling to think about it. Am I missing Same. someone that's wildly good? No, I don't. I don't think so. Evan. Okay, all right, first team All Big Ten, best point guard in the Big Ten, AJ Hogard. Team expectations. Uh, we'll let Evan give his give a hot take. Hot take. <sighs> A hot take. Something juicy. Joey Hauser, Naismith uh, Player Tyson of the Year. Tyson Walker wins Defensive Player of the Year for the Big Ten. Okay. I like that prediction. It's better than Alex's. I don't even think A.J. Hogarth is the best on our team anymore, though. Of what? Just player? Yeah. I think a different player will end up being the best player on our team. Who? That's probably premature. I'm just going to keep this one to the vest. Jackson Cole. Are you going to say Pierre Brooks? No, Evan. <laughs> no, no. I'm not a dummy. They got to be able to do more than shoot for me to say that. Oh, okay. It's not that surprising. It's Holloman? No, it's Jay Nakins. He's the most talented oh. player on our team. Oh, I'm so, I already chalked him up as the best player on your guys' team, so I was surprised you're being so What's coy about it? it. I think he's the best on our team. Or will be. As he's long as right it's yet. like he's not injury, one hundred percent yet. As long as the injury doesn't nag him, the second game full. coming back from a foot injury is going to be on a wet court. Oh Jesus! Outside, yeah. that's maybe not he shouldn't say. play. That's not good to say. He's going to slip. Team expectations, Evan. Team expectations. Uh, you're going to compete in the Big Ten, top four. Top four. Um, and now the record. Tom Izzo set us up. Like he usually does, I think a little tougher this year. Um, Toughest ever. As the month of November, uh, our, the twentieth ranked team is our easiest opponent so far. 
in November um, going forward from this point on. Future Michigan State coach. We play oh. Notre Dame in November. Like the last day of November, do we? Yes. Oh. I don't, on the I don't road, so. 9 o'clock, Super Tuesday. Such an Alex, like asterisk. Actually, on the last day of November, <laughs> we play Notre Dame. December. We play over Thanksgiving break. <laughs> Lucas Raymond just tied it up. The Ravens just, you can't kill them. November 30th, 9-15, Super Tuesday. November 30th, literally the last day of November. (laughs) That's disgusting. Evan, is this a second weekend team in your gut? Uh, Yes, in my gut. I think there's too many senior leadership to where, like, they're going to be tested. And, shoot, we'll play, like, a fifth of, like, the field by the time the season's over with. Um, we'll play quite a few top five seeds. You think it'll be where it's like a more middle of the range tournament seed, so you have yeah. I, I don't. I don't expect to be like a two or a three seed. I'm expecting to be like a five, six, or seven seed, just based off of they're going to see our record and they're going to be like, oh, well, they're not that good. But you got to look strength of schedule and opponents. And it is college basketball, and you are going to lose games that is expected. Nobody's going to go undefeated. And we do play in one of the best, if not the best, basketball conference in the country. I don't know how good they are going to be this year. But, like, people just beat the crap out of each other in regular season, and we're only hurting ourselves. So, we do have to go to Mackey this year, unfortunately. So, just chalk that one up for now already. We already have one loss on the year. <laughs> I like that. Just prepping the people early. Yeah, but I expectation should be Sweet 16. Nice. But then again, I'm going to make the Lamex too. It's all about the draw. So There's no reason this team's not a second weekend team. They they were two minutes from being a second weekend team last year. If there's, the if there's anything that would hold them back from being a second weekend team, what would it the be? The front court. The depth, yeah, exactly. It, it, the point production out of your center or your big man on the court. Or... Can we play defense without fouling? Down low. That is like the biggest. If Carson Cooper has to play serious minutes, he's big. Don't get me wrong, but experience matters in big time when you're facing. Okay, face Edie. Mm. Um, I don't even think Edie's that great. Dick Man. Dickinson. Oh, TJD. TJD. What's his name? Not scary. Wall. Oh. Cooked us last year in the Big Ten tournament. Ohio State, uh, key. Oh, he's a big boy. <laughs> Do you have to play Chase Jackson Davis? That was mentioned. Did you say it? I'm sorry. I said, I I said TJD, so. Ah, uh, you messed but me up. My small brain can't handle we, we, that. No, we covered it twice. So, <laughs> the post player vital. Yeah, big year for my guy, Marty. Huge but year. when you get, but when you, you get into tournament play, post player, correct. When you get into tournament play, it's all we always say. It's all about the guards. Your guards have to be able to run the show and they have to be able to score. And I feel yeah. great about our backcourt. Could you look like the previous There's champions? Depth. You look at the previous champions and the guards have dominated those teams. Now, now, don't get me wrong. The post players have gotten you to the championship, but the guards dominate the actual game of the Final Four national championship game. Caleb Love. So like Gonzaga was, Gonzaga's always overrated. Facts. And Michigan State will upset Gonzaga on Friday. Won't even be an upset. Now that's a huge take. I love that. Well, I don't know. It's an aircraft carrier, and we always lose the first big game of the year. It's just like a common thing. 
But yeah, I'll I go found, win. I found a list of Big Ten point guards, a preseason list written by Gopher Illustrated. They had uh, Good for him. they had Hogard as the fifth. I'm sure you disagree. I'll just give you the names that were ahead of him. You can say yes or no. Xavier Johnson from Indiana. Freshman? No, I think he's like... Is a, he the one that can't shoot? Number zero. He's oh, a he's menace. garbage. He was the one in the Big Ten tournament oh, really? that refused to shoot. He can't I think score. I think he's pretty good. I don't know if he's better than Hogarth. He's not garbage. He's not better than Hogarth. Just stats from last year. I'm pretty sure Incorrect. I've watched way Next. too many games of him in the Boo Booey of Northwestern? No. No, well, no, no, no. He just plays well us. one game a year against us. No chance Boo Booey is better than AJ uh, Hogarth. Paul McKay of Rutgers? No, that white kid. He cooks our ass. What are we talking about? Who Chucky, made this list? Go for Chucky Hatburn. No, Chucky Hatburn of Wisconsin no. was fourth. No, AJ is by far better than all four of those. They guys. had AJ fifth. Who's behind him? There might be someone actually decent I, on well, this list. I think my, I was going to say Sky Clark of Illinois. I think has a chance to be the best point guard in the Big Ten. Freshman. He's a freshman. Um, who's Holly the who's a freshman Indiana kid? You can never bank oh, on a true freshman to be that awesome. Hood, Sh- Hood Shafino is going to be like probably – it'll be him or Jet as the best freshman in the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, but Hood Shafino's insane. Yeah, he's really good. Indiana might be, might be a wagon. No, Xavier Johnson's their point guard. Yeah, AJ Hogarth's the best point guard in the Big Ten right now. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even think it's an argument. I disagree with that, but there's not a clear you, number you one. You have a terrible bias against AJ Hogarth because of his freshman season. A both his seasons, he hasn't he he has a chance to do be a Keon Coleman win for you, but he hasn't done anything yet. When he plays over twenty minutes a game, he averaged fifteen and ten. He single handedly went an eight zero run against Purdue and Duke in big tournaments down the stretch as the guy. I don't know what else you needed to see. Then I should be saying Frankie Collins is a baller because he went on a because he shot twenty four times and had twenty one points last night. No, I, I'm I'm saying I, sucks. he's not very good. But I'm saying I'm I wouldn't be pounding the drum for Hogarth. I will yeah. pound it, and you will see it. It sucks. His first game, he had foul trouble, so his stat line is not overly impressive. Mm. Nine points, nine assists, or something. Three like turnovers that. too. I see every box score. He had one, this year. He had one bad turnover. <laughs> he's gonna have a bad turnover. Turnover. <laughs> it honestly sucks because, like, I'll find myself watching games. Of your guys is for no reason, just because I want to like watch, hate watch. You want to hate AJ. watch AJ Hogarth. He's my new LeBron James. He oh can get God. to the rack, no problem. He's, he, a, he's a great passer. He's susceptible to charges because he's not the quickest. He's not the fleetest of foot, but if he can get an edge, he can bully you. I know Evan's not fully on the Hogarth train because we talked last year. About Evan really wants to be. I know he does. I do want to be on it because obviously it's because you know State, he's like, like this close his, to being the best Big Ten player. When he is bad and out there, when he is bad, when he starts making a, a string of mistakes, yes, it spirals. That's what I need to, me, to clean up. He is one of the most stubborn people where he doesn't like take blame for himself. If I go out there and watch a game where he's taking blame for most of his turnovers and doesn't point fingers and tell somebody else it was their fault, I'll be on the board. Yeah. He might end up being the best Big Ten point guard. It's just I will never – We all, I think we all know he's not like a generational guy because he can't shoot, so that's going to hold him back for sure. But we'll see. We'll see how this year goes. He can shoot. No. What – he can Three? physically shoot, yes. He can physically shoot. Shot well shoot in the well. exhibition preseason. Congrats, Alex. I'll just leave you with 10 of 51. 
Cody McRae texted me and said, Cole Cabana has been offered by Miami. You guys are so screwed. He's going to play for speed and space, Josh Gaddis. If he plays for Gaddis, we can't even be mad at that point. <laughs> um, for Michigan, I don't know. I like it in terms of there's not as much buzz around this team as there was last year. That was a little too much for me. I realized that, I, like Alex said, I fell into it. Um, they did still make the second weekend. I think this can be a second weekend team. I think they will be. I think when you have Hunter Dickinson, you always have a chance in the Big Ten and in the tournament because he's just a matchup problem. And if especially when we see like in the Big Ten, a lot of Big Ten teams have a game plan for a dominating big. That's just Kofi Coburn, TJD. I've been listed off all the names. So they struggle more in the Big Ten than they can sometimes in tournament games where Tennessee – um, Colorado State, they just face a guy and they're like, what do we do with this guy? Like, we're just not used to seeing this all year. So him returning always gives you a chance. It's a huge year for Juwan to see, like, the stability of, like, what to expect from him. Where is it just going to be, like, shooting star years um, and then valleys? I mean, this is year four. So we had COVID year where it was pretty 500 level. They were having to win games of the Big Ten tournament to try to get into the tournament. Then it got canceled and the world shut down. Then you have winning the Big Ten during no fans. Um, falling to UCLA in a disgusting, disgusting display of basketball. And then you have this year where bad regular season, scrapping in a tournament, make the Sweet 16. So it's been all over the place. I don't know what to expect. Um, hot take-wise, I kind of gave it away with Jet Howard. I think it's either him or Hood Shafino from Indiana for Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Um, I was I would tell any Michigan fan that and just enjoy what you see from him for this year because this is his only year at Michigan. Um, if he continues to play what I've seen in the limited amount of basketball that I've seen. And sometimes, like, too small a sample size, but, like, we all trust our eyes when you watch a basketball game. You can just kind of tell when someone has it, and you're like, oh, that's different. That is what I thought we were getting in Caleb Houston. That's what I thought. I now realize what I was like, oh, this is what that was supposed to look like. And that's no offense to Caleb Houston. He still had big moments for this team, but he was just kind of like Caleb not Houston didn't look good. He no, wore he wasn't a T-shirt under his jersey. Jet does he looked too. like he sucked. Um, it was. I would think he would say it like this. He didn't look confident when he'd come off, like Max Christie. They never looked comfortable off dribble handoffs or um, screen Don't downs. Come off, him. make a decision. Like those two just looked like kind of Bambi on a basketball court. Jet Howard looks like he just plays with a doesn't give a shit. Like he just knows. He got a little bit of Jordan Poole like in the NBA, where it's like he just knows he's good. He trusts his shot. Um, we'll see how it evolves as teams start to game plan him more as the, the word gets out on him. Uh, besides that, my my personal favorite guy is going to be Doug McDaniel, the backup point guard. He's like a little even shorter than Frankie Collins, just so fast. I love I love quick point guards um, that are kind of menaces. Flash um, factor. Yeah, flash factor and just turnovers. The way hustle, They're going to turn the ball around. over a million times. Um, another fan favorite, Alex's favorite, Jace Howard. Looks like he's going to be cracking the rotation this year as like the defense energy guy off the bench. So I'm excited to see him just go for board the enforcer. And play defense. Yeah, love that. And then I guess my last take is that um, breakout player of the year for Michigan, probably one of the better. Him and Jane Akins will probably, if there was a sophomore of the year award, I think it'll be him and Kobe Bufkin battling for that. Kobe Bufkin looked like he lived in the weight room. Um, this offseason, and he looks way more confident than he did his freshman year through an exhibition game and the first game of the season so far. So that is encouraging. 
The one downfall, if this team doesn't make the second weekend, like you guys had to answer, it'll be because of their defense of just tenacity and level of getting stops in a row. I'm pretty confident in this offense being solid throughout the whole year, being able to score. Because for the first time, um, I guess since the 20, the team that won the Big Ten, they unlike last year, they played two centers the whole time with Diabate and Dickinson. Now they actually have spacing. All four guys can shoot the ball. They got Joey Baker off the bench who can knock down threes. So they actually have built a team around Dickinson in the best possible way. So I think they'll be able to score, but I don't know about defense. So we'll see how that tenacity goes throughout the year. Um, but should be exciting. I think they will be in the mix for the Big Ten, similar to Michigan State. If Indiana's legit, they could make a run away with it. If Illinois, the talent and the transfers brings to fruition, they could be okay. Oh, Michael Meyer. Um, but I think our two teams will have at least be in the mix for the Big Ten title in, say, like, January. There's always a random Big Ten team that wins or shares. Wisconsin was preseason 11th picked in the Big Ten last year, and they split. Jake like Marsh it, had him it happens out of the, every year. Jake Marsh hit him out of the tournament to start the year. <laughs> it happens every year. Some random Big Ten team is good. And but we're, but our, our two teams, teams are considered random at the point. No, I, they're not random. I don't buy Indiana yet, and I don't buy Illinois yet. I'm not going to buy teams that are super young. I think I buy at Indiana. I don't. I don't feel good about Michigan winning at Indiana. They're going to be frothing at the mouth this year. I'm not saying we're just going to beat Indiana on the road, but I'm also not going to sit here and say I think Indiana is the clear favorite to win the Big Ten. Michigan's last two games is at Illinois at Indiana. Oh wow, those could be big. They could be big games. It could be not big a time. good taste going into no. Uh, Ohio State. Well, and then your game before that's your last three games. You're home against Wisconsin. They got to be down, right? You can't replace Johnny Davis in that program. Yeah, but is that the first game against Wisconsin at home since the? No, I think we go there before we play them twice. Yeah, I know you go there before. Is that the first game those Michigan fans can get full on Greg Gard up in their mouth? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they'll have a full taste of Greg Gard that night. And Krabenhoff. I think people hate Krabenhoff more than Greg Gard. Wisconsin lost a lot. That's what I'm saying. I think so. Oh, Chucky Hepburn, number one. Big Ten point guard. <laughs> Did you just see what Chucky Hepburn looks like? I get what AJ Hogard looks like. Alex, on. you know what? This is your get those blogging fingers out and write your top ten Big Ten point guard rankings. I gotta find time for that, Grant. Sorry. <laughs> Chucky Hepburn's gonna be last. Out of spite. I can tell you right now, AJ Hogard is <laughs> that is the best five or four you could find. Where do you got Jalen? I Lula? feel good. I think he's a good player. Okay. I watched him make a fatal error in the Ivy League championship game last year. Really? I knew who he was before he went to you guys. What did he do? He turned it over back-to-back possessions with a one-point lead, and they lost. Ooh. Hopefully he's not pressing too much. I don't think he'll have to with the people around him. Um, all right. That is show 96, all-encompassing good one. We are winners. We are winners this week. Feels good. Red Wings probably are going to win um, as we stop recording here, and then we'll, we'll just keep the winning train going. So... That's all for show 96. Um, cheers to the aircraft carrier game. It's a fun spectacle. College basketball is back with football. Oh, yeah, baby. It's November. Cheers, cheers to Ruby. Thanksgiving coming up. Cheers to Ruby. Cheers to Ruby. Cheers to Ruby. Cheers to Ruby.